What do you get when you throw two natural born intuitive mediums together with a passion for animals and empowerment? Spirits, angels, and guides. Oh my. I'm empowerment medium, Tara Diana. And I am intuitive medium, Nancy Brady. Together we focus on the good. The bad. And the ugly of working with the spirit realm. But mostly we're focusing on the good. Hey Tara, welcome back to the podcast. I am here. I am ready. I love the topic. What's going on, girl? Okay, so this week we are going to talk aliens, monsters, myths, and legends. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> Enter Vincent Price laugh. <laughs> That's as close as I get. Okay, let's talk about right off the bat, sweetie. I want to talk about the monsters under the bed. Yes, please. Okay. So, I always think of Monsters, Inc. Always. Gotta say, the best Pixar show, please tell me it was Pixar. It is Pixar, isn't it? It is Pixar, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, oh my God, but here I am saying that and I don't even know 100%. I love that show so much. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But here's the thing. I loved it because it was so real. Like, when you think about it, you know, when I go and people say, Tara, I need you to come to my house. There's spirits in my house. My kids can't sleep. They're afraid of the dark. It brings me back to my childhood, Nancy. My childhood was legitimately... At three years old, my oh my god, my parents had this blue shag grow rug and their bedroom floor. It was so god awful. Anyway, but I would wait till my parents went to sleep and then I would come out of my room and I'd go and sleep on that carpet. Mm. My mom would find me and I guess they would pick me up and put me to bed because I couldn't sleep at night because I was always I had re these reoccurring dreams. And honestly, the reoccurring dream was um, a vampire, a mummy. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And Frankenstein chasing me up and down my grandparents' hill that they lived on. And oh I still had those dreams up till probably, I'd say, 10 years ago. Really? I had those dreams. And it wasn't so scary anymore. But back then it was scary. But when I go to people's houses and, and they say, you know, my children can't sleep. Nine times out of 10, I found it was spirit coming through. These kids, because they're pure, because they, they are able to open up the portals would be opening portals all over the place and spirits would just come in. And most of them had did not have nefarious, you know, uh, things that they were trying to do. They were just coming in. So energetically, the monsters under the bed, the monster in the closet was the spirit. It was just spirit, right? Coming through. Were they coming through in the closet? Were they coming through under the bed? No, no. They were coming through the portals, mirrors, things like that. But it, it's the energy. I'm afraid of the dark. Where is it dark? It's really dark under the bed and it's really dark in the closet. And so that's where you hear the noises. That's all psychological kind of stuff. In my view, my humble opinion, no psychological degrees here, friends. Um, but but seriously, thoughts? Yeah, I'd have to agree a lot on that. And I think, too, it, it depends a lot on the child's upbringing you know, what's going on in their life at that time. Again, I am also not a psychologist, but, you know, I used to sneak in when my parents were watching The Twilight Zone. So <clears throat> you take a lot of that spirits that were visiting you and you merge it with a lot of the stuff that Hollywood and, and mm -hmm. the team was putting out at the time. And suddenly that tiny little imagination starts expanding to yeah. the spirits, it's monsters. Uh -huh. I think a lot as children, we basically... We have our imaginary friends and we know they're spirit and they're not scary. But when you go to bed at night and suddenly you've got 
modern society in Hollywood saying that the dark is somewhere you should be scared of. It, it you start to sort of merge these realities. I just that- know that my mother let me watch The Exorcist, the original Exorcist, when I was five. So I'm just saying, right? <laughs> it doesn't help, but that's what happens. And and what 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 we don't understand, what we we, we become fearful of, you know the. It just is what it is. So, you know, those monsters under the bed thing, I really, really felt that the key to it was to remind the children that there is the angelic realm, that there are angels and the angels will always come in and protect you. Worked. And it's true. It's not like I was just giving them something. Worked like a mofo and getting those kids to be like, oh, so when I'm scared, I'm going to focus. I'm going to hold my obsidian or my jet or my hematite, whatever I'm holding on to. To protect me, and I'm gonna call in Archangel Michael. Yeah, Michael, because he's the strongest of the archangels, so to speak. You know, he represents the strength and etc. I said, place the blue light around you. Call in Michael. Just remember Michael. And the biggest thing you're doing there is you're empowering the child that they're in control of this. That there's nothing in the dark that can hurt them. And as long as you're shining the light on that, it's not a scary monster under the bed. You know what's interesting, though, is think about it for a moment. What I was seeing in those dreams were vampires, uh, mummies, and Frankenstein, right? These are things. Now, you talk about vampires. There is a lot of people that believe in vampires, that vampires exist. Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Correct. No. Do you believe in them? Oh, correct. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know. I not. I don't really believe in vampires. I, I don't believe, you know, again, we're getting back to a lot of Hollywood. Now, if you want to talk Sasquatch, we could totally go there. And that's a belief I do have. I, I do yeah. feel that's absolutely real. And there's been proof. Uh, alien life, yes, 100%. We can't be that egotistical that we're the only people in the universe. Um, but not so much vampires. Do I enjoy a good vampire movie? Absolutely. I'm an absolutely huge horror movie fan, but I, I'm not figuring Brad Pitt with his fangs from his movies in the 80s is going to show up anytime soon. No. And you know, interview with a vampire. Um, call out Dan Rice. Woo! Um, so here's my thing. I, I'm not, I don't believe in vampires. I believe people believe they're vampires. Um, I believe there is a, a, culture that goes very very far back in folklore that has a lot to do with uh, a vampiric type of energy i don't even know if vampiric is a word is vampiric okay. a word yeah Wait. word um I, I believe you know and and you go back and i there is there is a goddess or a goddess <laughs> countess and in, in um i believe hungry that actually bled out her 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 partners and whatever and i i mean i just read that somewhere but that's again doesn't make her a vampire it just makes her creepy as f right i mean it just makes her creepy um sasquatch yeti absolutely um and i know indigenous people that live up in lillooet that spoke to me about this and uh and and when i asked them i said oh come on guys yes i know i have never seen one so i i can only go i do i believe they're there absolutely do i believe in ufos as you said alien star children i believe in fairies mm-hmm. nature spirits yeah. come at me i'll fight you on it but i believe in it right wholeheartedly i believe in the energy i can and, and that's a whole other subject but what i'm saying is they came to me, those indigenous and the elders, and they said, absolutely, there is. Absolutely, we've seen and people have seen and felt and 
and and and witnessed you know these footprints and things like that and here's the thing nancy anyone can say to us it's all bullshit am i allowed to swear on here absolutely thank We've you given the disclaimer oh did did, did, did we did, did we good good yeah we have grit okay <laughs> the people are going to come in people come at us about the work we do you're not talking to spirits you're just making stuff up you're not doing this you're just making stuff up and i'm like you do you baby I am doing what I do, and I do it well. So if I believe in there's a, there's a Sasquatch, there is a Sasquatch <laughs> somewhere in Lillooet. There is a Sasquatch when you're up. And, and same with the star children, though. I mean, come on. Come on. If we can exist, how does anyone say it doesn't? I believe in shapeshifters, though. I was just going to actually add that to this. So, so when I was doing a little bit of research, because I did do a bit as far as Sasquatch, where we live here in Vancouver, Canada, Vancouver, BC, Canada, um, just to kind of really skim it over. I mean, we're in, Tara and I are each in smaller city centers, in, but we're going to call it Vancouver. Um, there's a place called Harrison Hot Springs, and there is a Sasquatch museum there. And there was a very famous fellow that came and actually did a lot of research around there. And the, the Coast Salish people, uh, the one gentleman, let me just pull up the name here that they interviewed in, um, I believe it was newsweek.com. His name was Kelsey Charlie, and he was talking about Sasquatch being supernatural beings. That was a very uh, important symbol to the Salish people for millennial having spirit power. But he was also saying, basically, it's a shapeshifter. And I found that really, really interesting because I've also had conversations with other people where they believe Sasquatch is coming in from alien portals. Yes. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. There you go, Nancy. <laughs> but, you know, how, how could it make so much sense to me how there is photographic evidence, and this is way before AI and computers and Photoshop could put it in there. It makes sense how something could just be there in this massive sort of ape man thing that stunk to high hell and suddenly be gone in an instant when people were walking through, right? It makes sense to me. It absolutely does. Well, you know, if you look at back, and and I am not Indigenous. I, I work with Indigenous culture and, and people. Um, I'm blessed to, to be able to work with them. But uh, if you look back at their totems, at their symbolism, in their culture, you'll see that the Sasquatch Yeti is a symbol that's been in there forever. It's as, you know, and as big as the Thunderbird. Um, it, it just is something that you see on a regular basis there. So the portal thing was brought up before to me, uh, just in random conversation. And I'm like, of course, of course. Now, of course, because we just talked about, you know, uh, portals bringing spirits through and whatnot. So there's different ways you can look at it. But for what about the Loch Ness? Okay, I'm going to finish with Yeti because I could go on forever about that. But I'm going to stop because we only have 30 minutes. What about the Loch Ness Monster? Okay. So what is the version called? Ogopogo. That's our, that's our version, right? That's the version in BC. Um, and then, and just quickly, just going back to Sasquatch for 5.5 seconds, Sasquatch, um, in the States is called Bigfoot. I also, oh, work, right. I work with a lot of indigenous people. I am not indigenous. So I'm just going on word of mouth conversations as well. Um, 
but I know in in the states it's Bigfoot in in, in Canada it's Sasquatch, and I I believe Yeti is is over in. Let me look it up here really quickly. Um, it's pre-Buddhist Eastern civilizations, Himalayan mountain region. Yes, that, that that's right. So um, very cool. But the fact that this same creature exists in a multitude of locations everywhere. <laughs> and then it sees it as a monster, though. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Which is interesting in itself when you think about it. If it's a myth- mythical creature, usually we would be afraid of that. No, I, I mean, for the love of the great goddess, if I ran into a big hairy eight foot beastie thingy in the mountains i might be scared but when i'm sitting at home talking about about an eight foot beastie i i'm like oh no we're not going to bring on the sasquatch bigfoot but but they people tend not to talk about it from a sense of fear that's what i'm trying to say that's exactly it and so does that make it not a monster because it's not fear we don't fear we're more fascinated with it i don't know so going back to loch ness a big deep dive I did like years ago on it because I was like, you've got to be kidding. That is so cool. And, you know, with everything, all the work we do, it's energy. And I'm always finding it very fascinating how many people try to bring scientific proof to it. Right. And the, the same happened with Loch Ness Ogopogo. So a lot of the research when I deep dove into it, it was we have a giant, giant fish along the West Coast called sturgeon. Yeah. And they can be like six, eight, ten feet long. And feel free to quote me on that, but I. Or, no, that's you know, true. That's actually true. Correct me on that, but I know at the Vancouver Aquarium, there's massive ones in there, and um, there was always a thing of, oh, it's this very old, very old fish that just kind of keeps coming up, and oh, you know, is it is it is it a sturgeon? I don't think so. Is is it also portal creature? That on I love this show called uh, Ancient Aliens, and they deep dive into a lot of this stuff and. Some of the lakes have been proven here to just go so, so, so deep that some of the scientists and some of the metaphysical community, as they've come together to talk about it, have also talked about portals being at the bottom of our lakes. So is it something that Loch Ness is coming through a portal as well? I don't know. Is it a sturgeon? I don't know. Would I love to be in a boat and go see it? Absolutely. It makes me wonder, you know, it makes me wonder... And I guess I, I, I don't do a lot of research on this stuff. Unless I get super excited and need to fall down a rabbit hole, then I, I tend to do that kind of stuff. But it kind of makes me wonder, and maybe someone has, uh, how come people don't, you know, uh, do do more deep diving into this? You know, because that brings me to, uh, and I'm going to say this wrong, and I'm so embarrassed I'm going to do this, but I'm so, Area 51. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes. Is Area 51? It is, isn't it? Yes. I believe it. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. What we're talking, I'm going to double search. Okay. So that brings me to conspiracy theories and things like that. So I am not a huge, like, okay, for real. Uh, conspiracy theories, things like JFK is coming back to be vice president with Trump and all this stuff. That, I mean, that stuff kills me with like hysterical laughter. Like, who is seriously believing that? <laughs> JFK is alive and hiding in the cave so he could be Donald Trump's, you know, face. Uh, I don't even want to go there. But, you know, I do believe that the government, I can't believe I'm saying this in a podcast. The government does not want us to know all information. So Area 51, I believe, 
Well, look at Sedona. Okay, so here's a fun fact. Area 51 is in Sedona. It is? Yeah. It, I think because there's another area. Um, it's in Nevada. And it is secluded Nevada part of the desert where there has been sightings and, and stuff. I know there's a whole bunch of different areas that are government areas that are off. off. Um, well, what about the ranch? The Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. The um, right. Bradshaw Ranch in um, Sedona. Well, it's yeah. just outside Sedona, I think. But, but like, look at those places. You can't get near them. Well, and you know, okay, so let's go alien for a bit. I, we did our trip to Sedona. We had so much fun. We went on an alien watching adventure. Now, the next time we go back, I think we'll get a different tour guide who also has this scientific equipment just for shits and giggles. Cause I think it's kind of for good. A whole lot of reasons, Nancy. Come on now. For a whole lot of reasons. But. There seems to be a consistent belief amongst everyone in Sedona that there's an, a massive underground alien base or uh, federal government base. I'm merging everything now um, underneath. And so I found it really interesting that the guide would said to us, you know, at sunset, it's only two, two and a half hours that the activity happens and the aliens come out and we shine laser beams at them and the, the federal... Air and they wink at us. <laughs> and they wink back at us. And I went, okay, hold on. Hold up. Okay, so aliens are only going to come out two and a half hours after sunset? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And so I naturally think, oh, yeah, absolutely, there's aliens. Uh, but I really firmly believe that a lot of what they're witnessing there is the government testing new technology. And, yes, it's alien unidentified technology. Um I did have some questions about shooting laser beams at them, but that's a whole other story. Um, and, you know, they power up and they disappear and they do this and that. Absolutely, we saw unidentified flying objects. Did we see anything alien? I can't really buy into that one. Sorry. I just don't know. I, I just literally don't know. I don't know if it was alien. I don't know if it was it was military. I don't know if it was, you know... Jim Bob with his, you know, special little flashing light on his ranch. I, I don't know. So for me, it, you know, for me, though, I see star children walking around all the time. I see this do I. And I I believe a lot of that. I just I also feel, though, like, you know, the, the show Paul with the little green alien man and the big eyes and very funny comedy show. I feel aliens are looking down at us thinking we're real stupid and we're not ready to meet them yet. And that I, I honestly don't think that they could sit there for two and a half. We're going to go see those uh, Americans for two and a half hours at sunset. I just don't think that's how it goes. You know, and they've been they've been mingling with us forever already. They have been walking amongst us in whatever capacity as are other beings. And, you know, it. Every, you, know, you know, what's really happening in this this whole conversation is that we are literally saying we can be open to almost anything. We can't, we can't uh, dissuade or I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. We can't say no, can't happen, can't be, because we don't know. We yeah. see the anomaly that, you know, there's someone sitting up on Mars going, holy sweet, jumping <laughs> Jupiter. There, there are these wacky, wacky, you know, species down there doing wacky, wacky things. 
so if there can be us, there can be anything. Absolutely. Now, if you go into the whole religious aspect of it, that's a whole different ballgame. And, and we're not going to do that because Tara gets very wired. And... <laughs> but, but not that I'm anti-religious. Let me just make sure I, I, I clarify that for new people, new viewers watching this, new audience. It's not that I'm anti-religious. It's just that you don't want me to go down that rabbit hole with you. You just don't. So I believe that there is so much out there that we just don't understand. And part of that is because we are bloody ignorant. We only want to believe that there's us. Now, we not being me and you, but <laughs> we. But you, and you probably find the same in our readings all the time. Like, I, I really hate test the mediums when people come and they're like, Okay, I'll believe her. I'll believe it's Grandpa George if he's coming through and he says he gets her to say, I saw a red cat today. All oh. it does away, right? So <clears throat> we're talking to Grandpa George's energy. We're working with him. We're we're the the conduit interpreting what he's saying. It's same for aliens, monsters, and myths and all of these things. It's generations of interpretation. It's generations of understanding. Um, and I think you're, you and I are both on the same page. There is more out there that we do not understand. But oh, we're or real. And that's part of the reason that we find a lot of stuff so interesting. Um, you know, and, and let's talk about seers for a second. People that can, you know, see the future. Can you really see the future if we have free will choice? Right? So people put a lot into fortune telling. I don't believe we can tell the, for the future. I believe we can see a certain aspect that's in front of us, but we have the ability to turn left, right, go up, go down, and change the whole idea of what the person saw, right? Absolutely. And that, but that brings in a whole other deeper dive, which would probably be another podcast episode on for this lifetime, but maybe not the parallel or past or future one. You know, for people that believe in the parallel lifetimes and all of that, um, you know, I return to Sasquatch. I've I've talked to people who believe that they jump lifetimes. They're jumping between parallel lifetimes. Who, who can say? I, don't know. I would love to see in the comments, whether it's on the our YouTube or on our um, on our podcast, you know, people's thoughts on this. Me too. Do you believe in Sasquatch? Do you believe in shape-shifting? And when I talk about shape-shifting, I am legitimately talking about um, if you can trans-channel and and bring on different features and stuff, there are things I I just truly believe it. I don't, I've never seen it. I've never seen someone turn into a wolf in front of my eyes. I've never seen, I will be straight up and honest, but there is something about that that resonates with me. And I feel it from like an old kind of wisdom kind of place. That this can happen. Now, again, don't come at me, people. I am not saying that Nancy turns into a raven every night at six o'clock so she can go hang out with the aliens in Sedona. You know, in there, that's not what I'm saying. What I, I'm ge generally saying is, is that there is some form of shape shifting that happens. And the again, indigenous people. You know, I would just like to say this: if people actually did the work on the indigenous culture and saw the beauty in everything that they believe in we would be a much better society that's my personal opinion the element fire water earth air wind um all water earth air wind 
I meant to say east, west, you know, the directions, all of that stuff, the medicine way, all these things are very powerful and very purposeful. And one of their beliefs, besides good old Sasquatch, is in shape shifting. Yeah. It's also uh, very shamanic. It goes back a long time that way, too. The way and in medicine women. Yep. Cultures all around the world, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I think that kind of brings it to a close. We've brought some food for thought for the listeners out there. Throw your comments below. We absolutely want to continue this conversation. Um, feel free to correct us on anything that just came out of left field, like maybe sturgeon aren't 10 feet. I don't know. Whatever it is, just, you know, constructive. Don't be destructive. Um, next time, Tara, we're going to be talking about types of tools, communication styles, and all of that good stuff with the work that we do. Oh, how exciting. I love talking about the tools because remember, they're just tools. We are all innately intuitive we are all able to connect in some form absolutely and on that note mic drop i bid you adieu tara thank you very much i'm signing off nancy brady i'm tara diana it's been a pleasure bye everyone <laughs>